Welcome to the Open Bedroom Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Kalo. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, conscious uncoupling, and creating the relationship that truly aligns for you. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope that you do a couple things for us. Would you subscribe? Would you write a review? Maybe share us with your friends. And if you extra, extra like us, there's a link in the show notes here for my Patreon that does help pay for the creation of this podcast. And lastly, follow us on The Open Bedroom. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special lady on. This is Serena Rose. Serena basically runs Sex and Love Co. for Alexa and Jordan (laughs) Bowditch. She is the one behind the scenes screening people that are coming into their new programs. She is on every single freaking call that I'm ever on with Alexa. (laughs) Um, She just creates such a beautiful container for each one of us. And outside of all the behind the scenes stuff she does for them, She's a sex and relationship and intimacy coach herself. And so she puts on and wears all these different hats. And I think what is so important about that is her, her varied talents and her varied experiences, both like in front of the, you know, behind the scenes and in the front as the sex coach and as helping another sex coach and helping Alexa and Jordan build this incredible empire that sex and love co has become. So Serena. I am so freaking excited to have you on and to give you your own spotlight today. This is all Mm. about you and all about the business that you're creating, the life that is expanding and opening up for you. And I can't wait for you to share your journey with all of our listeners today. Thank you so much, Jen. I really felt it when you said special guest. I'm like, ooh, I receive that shit. That feels so good. So Thank you for the intro and for having me here today. I am so excited to be here and to communicate with your listeners and uh, have the opportunity to do so. Awesome. Well, today's topic is empowered sexuality. And Serena and I tossed around a bunch of different ideas for the show. She has recently gone through a divorce. She has been dating and wading through the dating scene. And I hope you cover some of that today because her journey and her rawness and her ability to show up fully and authentically as herself is amazing. I don't, I don't know if there's a word for that. Like I read your long posts when you do like a long form blog and like, I'm crying and I'm feeling it with you and you're so tender and you help us reach those tender parts of us. And so I'm, I'm so excited to talk about empowered sexuality. I asked some of like potential listeners, friends, followers, people, even within the program, you know, what do you guys have questions about? And, you know, we got some like, well, what is it? What the fuck is empowered Mm -hmm. sexuality? And then we had some like, oh, I want that. I don't know what it is, but it sounds amazing. (laughs) And like, I don't feel empowered in my own sexuality, but like, tell me how to find it. So before Mm -hmm. we jump into this topic, can you tell our listeners about you? Like outside of what I've said, like what are the things that I've missed and like the actual true Serena? Mm, Wow. The true Serena. Uh, I am a lover, a friend. I am the biggest hype lady that you could ask for. I think it's why I 
infiltrated myself so well into Sex and Love Co. because I just love the shit out of everybody that's around me. And I'm one of those leaders of love in this world. And I can be soft and I can also be fierce when necessary and bold when necessary. I can be tender and vulnerable Yet, I will also use my voice and throw a punch a bitch if I need to. (laughs) So I love that I have all these different sides to who I am. And it's been a long journey of embodying all the dynamic parts of who I am. And I won't even go as far as saying that I'm a fully embodied human in every single aspect of who I am because it's we're constantly growing and evolving and expanding and learning and changing and being impacted by ourselves and our surroundings and our environment. So, but I do a pretty good job. (laughs) So that is the, the true Serena is I do my absolute best to be vulnerable, authentic, loving, and I'm also a protector at the same time. Yeah. That's a lot of, I want to say hats to wear, but like, that's a lot of things to embody. Right. And I think for a lot of us, we're like, we're one thing or we're two or five things, you know, like we're a mom and we run a business. We're a dad and we go to CrossFit where like, you're like, I can, you're very fluid, which I love. I, I remember you talking a lot about, um, King can BDSM as well. And throughout our course that like you are, I want to say a master, but like a mistress of that, uh, <laughs> which is super exciting. And I know is, is I've been in program with, with you and with sex and love co I think I got divorced before I started the program, but it was pretty recent. Like I was divorced last February. And so it was, it, it was, it's been interesting to watch your journey kind of overlap my journey and watch as you've shown up in such a beautiful way processing your emotions, which is something that I've really had a hard time with. And as we talked on one of our recent, you know, team meeting things, whatever you call them, like the container that you create that we show up for once a week. And I was like tapping into that feeling of loss and tapping into that feeling of releasing and feeling. And I just think that you do such a beautiful job of like showing us what it's like to process something as big as a divorce. And even a year or two later, it's okay to still be processing it. Like that's fucking normal. And instead what I've done is just like, how fast can I fucking move to the next page? Mm -hmm. Where's the next chapter? Like I'm there for that shit. I'm going to forget that this ever happened. So thank Mm -hmm. you for the way that you show up and your rawness in that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy to hear that my words and shares have impacted you. And that's something that has really helped me continue to show up and to share and to be raw and uh, vulnerable with my audience and with the fucking world. It's on social media, you know, (laughs) so anybody can see it. It's public. Uh, So check it out. Um, But I get messages from people and in conversations like this where people share 
this really impacted me. I felt less alone with this. And that is my why and why I show up and do the things that I do in this world is because I don't want people to feel alone. I, my entire childhood, I experienced a lot of abuse and I grew up very sheltered and felt very alone for most most of my life and I moved around a lot so I didn't have a lot of intimate relationships and friendships and there was a lot of wounding there and so it's a passion of mine for other people to not feel alone and a way that I can do that is by showing up fully as much as I am able to. And I know when I'm looking for you know, a coach or a therapist or someone to help hold space for me, I'm not looking for the person bypassing their own feelings. I'm looking for the person that has a depth of range of emotion and looking for someone like you where I'm like, okay, I Mm want to feel that too. And so I see if you can feel that, surely you can help me process all of my range of emotions. And so I think this brings us into our conversation of empowerment So we've like, you know, we've talked about divorce. We've talked about moving through feelings, hard feelings. When we tap into our sexuality, it's almost, to me, it's different. Like it's a different place in your body where to me, and this may be different for listeners or for you, but that, that sadness of loss happens for me in my chest, Mm -hmm. sometimes in my gut, but like mostly there's this heaviness on my heart. And there's this weight and there's kind of like this dark blackness of just sadness, like sadness and despair. But when I think about sexuality, it's like, it's that root, it's deeper, it's lower, it's a little closer to the ground. For me, it's like red, it's pulsating and that empowerment, like I can feel it expanding even. So talk to us about empowered sexuality what is it? How do we get it? If we mm-hmm. want it, where do we find it? What does it feel like? Yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about feeling feelings and emotions and uh, being activated in, in different experiences because it's going to show up differently for each one of us. Every body is different. Everybody is different, right? So you might feel loss in your chest. I know for me, I feel it in the pit of my stomach in my sacral. It's like my heart and my stomach just drop and I'm like, oh, there's a hole there. And now what do I do? (laughs) Um, So, and then some people might be more in their head about loss and the different sensations and emotions that come up with that. And I think the same is to be true about sexuality. It just depends Uh, where the person is at on their own journey with connecting to themselves and their body and these concepts and stories that we all have developed and uh, become, I want to say even victim to at times by our society. So there's a lot of unlearning that comes with learning something new sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be especially true when it pertains to sexuality and sexual development. Now, empowered sexuality, when you think about empowerment, if we break this down, empowerment is someone who knows what they're doing, knows what they're saying, is certain of something, and they're moving with their power 
And so empowered sexuality is knowing what your desires are, what your boundaries are, how you want to express yourself, how you know yourself in your body, how intimately you know yourself in your body, and then allowing that to show up externally and internally for the world. So the more empowered someone can be in their sexuality really depends on their relationship with themselves and how deeply they know themselves. Because the more that you know yourself, then the more powerfully you can show up in relationships and outside to everybody else, you know, someone, a friend, a lover, um, a coworker, whoever, your family, they can only know and see you as deeply as you know and see yourself. So I think it's important when we're talking about empowerment in general, but especially when it pertains to sexuality. And some people might hear this and want nothing to do with empowered sexuality. <laughs> Maybe they're not there yet. They're not ready for that yet. But I imagine if they're listening to your podcast that they are. So yeah. hi, hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this message is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for you. But just in case there's someone listening who's like feeling a little heat in their body or mm -hmm. activation or discomfort or, oh, fuck, what are they going to talk about next? Like, I I don't know my sexuality as much as I'd like to. Well, that's, that's why you're here. And I honor you and acknowledge you and I see you and I feel you. And uh, we're here to learn from each other. So I hope that you're able to learn something today. And as far as my journey goes with empowered sexuality, I thought it was very interesting of you to pick that topic for us today mm -hmm. because in a lot of ways, I'm just going to spitball my thoughts here. Um, I was taught from a very, very young age that sex is wrong mm -hmm. and that came from traumatic experiences. I'm sure everybody is aware enough to know what those are. And my breasts started forming at a very young age. And again, I was taught like, ooh, sexuality is wrong. Like it brings attention. And, you know, women were unkind to me because of my um, outward facing sexuality that I was still a child and knew nothing about. Um, but I learned that through these experiences. And then there was a part of me that was just like, fuck it. I'm a sexual being. I'm going to wear low cut shirts and tube tops. In my teenage years, I was like, it's, they're here. We're out here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to embody it, quote unquote, embody it. Right. And I just learned so much about myself throughout my journey. And then fast forward to once I actually intentionally dove into personal development understood myself on a really intimate and deep level and got to unlearn those stories and relearn new stories and connect to my body in just amazing ways and kink played a really big role in that i was able to let that ego die which i know we talked about before we started hitting record um and then now I trigger people in a different way. So when pe I've had women message me and say, I followed you for a really long time. And then once you got into the sex stuff, I was like, uh-uh, I had to unfriend you for a little bit, but now I'm here, I'm back and 
I am appreciative of everything that you embody. And I realized it was my own stuff. And so uh, I just find it so fascinating, the role that we play in our own lives, in our own experience of ourselves, and then with others as well. Hey there. I love to tell you about my Patreon account. So as many of you know, as things become more and more censored, it's harder for content creators like us to stay live on these amazing platforms like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So what I've done is our spicier content now lives over on Patreon. We currently have some really fun episodes up, like how to give amazing blowjobs. I also just recorded and uploaded my night in a dungeon with a dominatrix. What can you expect? Weekly episodes and weekly content, some of it being sex ed, some of it being story and erotic telling, like I just did with my night in the dungeon, some of it being more podcasting where we have a guest on. So for an entry price right now of $5 per month, you can hop into my Patreon account and check it out. Check the show notes below for more information. Hope to see you there. Bye. That's a lot to unpack. And and each one, I like put a marker and I was like, okay, ask her about this. Or like, you have a story to tell about that. So you asked us, was that just last night? Last night. What are three things that you're confident in? And I was like, sex, (laughs) (laughs) sales, (laughs) my business, you know, and being a mom. And when I think about embodied sexuality or I think about empowered sexuality, I think empowerment for me equals confidence too. Like, how do you feel confident in that? And Serena lately, Well, I should say, like, you know, we're in an open relationship, right? So Scott and I Mm -hmm. sometimes like we'll have dates with people, like we'll have dates with couples and we'll get to know people and we'll ask questions. And lately we've been, I guess, because we've been in a little longer than some of these other people, they look to us kind of as mentors, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So we're like, cool, we'll tell you about our dynamic, which is kind of unique. And, you know, we'd love to hear some of your stories and help troubleshoot And time and time again, what comes up is the couple's lack of understanding what each other's needs are sexually. And so he'll say, she takes forever to come. She takes forever to orgasm. Or Mm. she'll say, you know, it's usually the husband complaining about the wife in some way. She'll say like, well, I just don't even know how to have an orgasm. And I'm like, you've been married Mm -hmm. for 30 years. Like, Mm -hmm. how the fuck do you not know this stuff? And I had a call the other day with a friend who I was like, what's your erotic blueprint? She's like, I think I'm a shapeshifter. And we talked about, you know, the lack of sex in her own relationship with her husband. And she was like, I don't even know what turns me on. Same story. They've been married 25, 30 years. They have grandkids Mm -hmm. together. And I'm like, how do you not know what turns you on? How does your partner not know what turns you on at this point? And so Mm -hmm. all of these stories compound. And to me, it is all about that empowered sexuality. When you realize that you are still having sex like a 16-year-old, right? And you haven't Mm -hmm. started to try new things or play with new things or do anything different for 30 years, like three decades, where do you even start to change, Mm -hmm. start to learn, start to become empowered? Yeah. So- Empowerment is one thing. Empowered sexuality is is connected, related to it, but it's also its own 
topic in conversation. And so for someone to feel empowered, standalone, I would start by maybe the question that I asked you ladies last night, you know, where do you feel confident? Do more of that and not only do more of it, but feel it, be present with it, connect to your body, take a breath, really be there be in the sexual experience, be on the sales call, celebrate the win of making money. And even in the tense moments with your children, like fucking enjoy that shit, right? Those were your your answers, which is why I'm using them. But empowerment is one thing and it takes time, right? And another side to that, the other side, the shadow side would be taking a closer look at the things that can get in our way of feeling confident. So taking a look at the stories and the shame or the guilt or wherever we might be lacking in connection with ourself and it's going to look differently for every person. And a lot of people are unable to just jump right into their sexual development journey. Hmm. Some people can. But what I have found in this work is that it's almost like the last thing that people do. People are privy to personal development. They've been doing it for years and they're like, you know what? Mm, Now my edges are here. Now I get to grow and push my edges here. So that's, I want to say like the normal path that people go on. But also there's people that just fucking jump right into their sexual development and go for it. And that's beautiful and great. I think I was somewhere kind of in the middle uh, personally, Um, but empowered sexuality is a whole nother thing. And there's a book, um, Existential Kink, and there's a lot of concepts in this book that could help someone who wants to eroticize their life a little bit more. And to me, when I think about the things that turn me on, Jen, it's not just in the bedroom. It is everywhere. Mm. I hear I hear a really nice car go by, shifting <laughs> gears with the muffler hitting just right. And I'm like, ooh, my pussy's tingling right now. Like, you go ahead. I, I want to be in that car, feeling the vibration right now. Thank you. Um, and I get turned on. And, you know, I've seen TikToks and, and memes of women in their 30s getting turned on by a man planning things and you know just doing chores and eh, it's a little emasculating but also at the same time it's true yeah i personally there's a man that i'm i've been seeing uh more frequently now or dating and he'll send me screenshots of his calendar so and i'll send him ones of mine so we know when we can call each other during the day because he travels a lot for work And he takes the initiative and asks for it. He's like, I've got a busy day tomorrow. Send me your calendar. And I'm like, why am I turned on by this right now? (laughs) Like, I'm, I am turned the fuck on right now. And it's like, we're talking about calendars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this can look a number of different ways. That's why in the very beginning, I said, it really just depends on the person, on their body, on their environment where they are on their journey and yeah and where you want to go honestly because you can eroticize a lot of things in this life and i enjoy doing that 
I think it's fascinating. So the more that you do it, then the more it's like a rose, right? It just like blossoms. And the more that you nurture it and put time and energy and, and water it, then then the more it'll open and bloom. So, and then sometimes you might hit a bump and it closes up a little bit. That's okay. And then it can open again. So it's a journey. It's not linear. You get to start wherever you feel safe and starting, whether it's just with empowerment standalone, maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe start to explore if you feel excited about something. Can you allow yourself to feel turn on as well? And it doesn't have to be inherently sexual, like I'm going to go get in the bed turned on, but you're allowed to feel turned on about life and about a lot of things. And for me, that really helps define what empowered sexuality is. I want to dig into this a little bit more. I love that you said that you're turned on by life because Scott and I have this conversation frequently. I am always turned on. I I could go anytime. And I'm like you, I find, (laughs) I find the turn on all throughout life. I might be wearing a tank top and I'm outside and the breeze goes by and I feel the breeze like tickling my shoulders and my yeah. nipples get hard, or I'm, I love the, I, the, the whole, like the muscle car thing, right? Like you hear mm-hmm. that the engines, mm-hmm. right. Or like I'm wearing an outfit and it feels like extra soft on my skin or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm at the gym and I'm doing the stair stepper and my butt's starting to feel tight, you know? And then I'm like, yeah, wow, all these hot, sexy people I'm turned on. And even if, correct me if I'm wrong, I just want to add to this for just one second. Even if you're not turned on, this is what I have found for myself being this way is that I can be turned on real quick. Just be like calendars (laughs) and I'll be like, oh, talk to me. (laughs) And that's funny because that's an energy, right? It's this Mm -hmm. energy of like, he gives a fuck. He wants your time. He values you. He wants to hear your voice. That is like, like so melty. That gets me exactly. wet just thinking about it. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. So, but I do want to say for our listeners and viewers, if you're watching this as well, like, I don't know about you, Serena, but for me, this has taken years to learn, like years of practice for so many, most of my life. I lived here, right here in my head. Like I couldn't feel anything below my neck and I lived in my masculine and I lived in my doing and my creating and my business building and my like feeling for myself, this need to be in the retail world with all these men and having to like prove myself and get my master's degree and all. And so like, I couldn't feel anything. Like I could, I didn't, and I wouldn't let myself feel all my emotions either. Like I only wanted to feel the happy ones. So it's like always happy. And then as I started to dive into my feminine and start to learn how to shed all those protective layers that I'd created for myself, I was like, Ooh, what is this thing I'm feeling in my body? Like I didn't understand. And it like slowly started to open up like that rose. So for those of, for those people that are listening that are like, hell yes, I'm a, I'm a yes for this empowered sexuality. And I like what you girls are saying about feeling turned on by life. Like, how do I start? Do you have a practice Mm -hmm. that people can 
start to use to kind of open up that ability to be turned on by, you know, the wind or a calendar screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's the same thing that I said before is just being really present and be curious, you know, check in with yourself throughout the day. If you feel excited about something, you're feeling the goosebumps come over your body or you feel pleasure or joy, you know, any of those emotions that are connected to passion, sit with it for a second and feel your body and ask yourself if you're able to be turned on by this, do you desire to be turned on by this and just sit with it and be with it? I mean, it's, it's a simple practice, but just being genuinely curious and being in your body is really all that you need. And I think it's funny um, with my friends and stuff too. I've been, I've been doing this work, this personal development work for I don't even want to say how many years now, a long time. I look young, older than for people who are watching, I'm older than you might think. But anyway, uh, with my friends, they'll come to me for advice and stuff and I give them an answer and they're like, that is so simple. And I'm like, yeah, we overcomplicate everything. You don't need to get up at 6 a.m. and drink your lemon water and do like a pussy yoni activation and You don't need to do, you can do all of these things. You can do pleasure practices. There's, there's so many ways to get from A to Z. So many, right? You get to do what works for you, but the simple all encompassing answer is to be present and to be in your body and to be curious. Hey, have you noticed as you've gone from, you know, Mrs. Serena, whatever your last name was to divorcee Serena, like this, have you noticed your empowered sexuality change? Like who you were as a married woman and what that container looked like versus the opening and unfolding of like this whole new road that you're on now. And with this person that you're in, has it changed for you over the years? Mm. Yes. And I didn't change my last name, actually. But it has been highs and lows. It's come up, it's come down. It's come up, it's come down. And what I mean by that is my ex-husband played a very definitive role in my kink exploration, in my sexual exploration. Uh, He came into my life at the exact right time that I was opening all of the doors. I'm an extremist, so I I go balls to the wall with things. I'm either totally in or I'm totally out. And I was opening all the doors, trying all the things. I'm also an experimentalist, and so I get off on that shit. And he had more experience in the kink world, the poly world, and uh, in domination and he led me through a lot of these things and so I was able to really grow and develop and understand myself a lot more and then we got to a space together and at this point we were married where he wanted more and my nervous system wasn't available for that and 
in part, it wasn't available to that. And this is getting a little bit off track, but I think it's important to name uh, because there was deception and dishonesty and emotional aspects to things where my body was like, no, I, I need to protect myself. Um, I, I just wasn't emotionally available. And when you're not emotionally available, then it is a lot harder to be physically available, if at all. Which is why earlier too, I mentioned the shadow side to things, because if there's something getting in your way that you're holding on to, it's going to prevent you from diving deeper into empowerment, into empower empowered sexuality. It's going to, it's going to keep returning until you face it, right? So our emotions are very intricate intricately connected to this entire experience and journey of sexuality uh, and growth. And so my nervous system, not available. My body was closed off, shut down. And that is one of the roots of our problems. That was ultimately the the demise of our, our marriage. Um, and then I was in that state of overwhelm for, mm, I want to say over a year, my nervous system was just fucked up and I was doing all the things, using all the tools, relying on my community, doing as much as I could to feel safe, to take care of myself. And yet still reflecting now, it was shaky. My nervous system was shaky. I was holding it together with grace, with love, compassion, empathy, all the things. And I showed up really well I'm proud of myself for that. And knowing my body and the connection I share with my body, it was fucked. And so after the divorce and when I started to open my body again to others, I felt safe because I attracted people that I felt safe with because it's what I needed and I wasn't available for anything else. And I soaked it up. I was like, oh yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme all this like delicious, yummy connection and intimacy and sex and love. And I attracted men, you know, casually and a little bit more seriously too, who were perfect for me at the time, who played a really delicious role in my healing, in connecting to safety again, connecting to my body again. And I got to play with kink a little bit more too, which was really, really fun. Um, and now with the man that I'm seeing now, he's very new to the kink journey. So uh, I am meeting him where he's at. And in a lot of ways, that feels like the most safe place that I could possibly be in. And I'm so grateful for that. But what I can say is that emotionally, I feel so safe with him. And so I'm excited about all the things that could open up next. And what I didn't hear was regret. Like I love in your story that you're like, 
I had this marriage. It served its purpose. I learned all these things. And then when it was over, it was over. And then I allowed myself to explore and I attracted safe people that gave me a safe container to play in and learn in. And then that was over. And now this person that I'm like, I love the flow of everything and that As you stay in alignment with yourself and continue to choose for yourself what's right, then there is no wrong choice. Like I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people are frozen in fear and they're staying in marriages that are well past the expiration date or they're staying in marriages even that are abusive because that's all they know or they are single and they're afraid to commit to anything, right? And so- Anyway, I just, I love the way that you, this just flowed out. And again, I, I heard no, no regret, no, I wish, no, just like, here it is. Here's the opportunity. Me being in alignment attracted exactly what I need to have in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. And make no mistakes. I also attracted like fuck boys and people who, you know, were not safe in the kink world. But what I did was I said, no. And I felt very empowered in that decision (laughs) because I know what I want and what I'm available for and what I do not want and what I am not available for, right? So I didn't mention those things because they're, you know, weren't necessary bits of the story, but I want to mention them now after you said that because the universe got jokes, man. It's always testing us. Like, you think you're ready for this? Here's 10 people in your inbox that all want to, like, take you out on dates and, you know, Mm -hmm. fuck you and all this shit. And I got to navigate all of it and connect with myself and understand what I want, what I don't want, and what I'm available for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just want to fuck fest and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want Absolutely. that, then I love that you can say no to it. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. <laughs> Are you available to answer a question that we got for you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. So we have a question. It says, in regards to empowered sexuality, how do you navigate when your vision for yourself does not align with either your previous version of yourself and doesn't fit how society has taught us to feel or look or be or show up in the world. Mm. So I'm going to start with the society bit because I can do my makeup, put on a sexy outfit, do my embodiment practice. I could be feeling myself and then walk out of this door and see another lady who maybe she's feeling herself a little bit more than me. and maybe there's some insecurity there. And then I go, oh, fuck, shit. And now I'm not feeling as embodied and activated and confident and all of the things. And this is a very real thing that happens, right? Or I'll look in a magazine and see all these tailored women and then compare myself to them. And the brain moves so quickly and this is these are very real experiences that happen to the best of us out here. And if I have an off day, it happens to me too. So what it comes back to is the connection that we share with ourselves. So I might see a woman and for a second have a ping of like, ooh, comparison or whatever else comes up. But then I remember that this world is big enough 
for all of us. Mm. And I celebrate her. And I might even, my bold ass might even go up to her and be like, girl, I see you work in these streets. Like, go ahead. Like, you look good today. And I turn that shit around and I spread love and it comes from the right place. It's not coming from, ooh, I don't feel good. It's coming from, I get to feel good and she gets to feel good and we all get to feel good. There is enough love in this world for absolutely every single one of us. The question is, are we willing to receive it? And that's a choice that we get to consciously make, believe it or not. And there are some days where it hurts me to make that choice, you know, but then there are days where I might even feel more empowered in making that choice. So that's what I would say about that. Um, and then when a present version of ourselves doesn't match up with a previous version, was that the question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, like in her head, she's feeling, maybe she's feeling sexually empowered, but her husband and her friend groups and mm. the world, mother, mother-in-law, children, she she may be worried how they're going to see her if she shows up in her sexuality. I see. That makes a lot more sense now. Um and well, that I can resonate with. <laughs> I bet you can too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that in the beginning, I talked about triggering people mm -hmm. and it's going to happen. We are reflections of each other. So your ability, one's ability to be comfortable and confident and calm and in your center, no matter what is important. And we also get to honor those people around us that we love. If it's family and friends, if they're feeling triggered or unsafe, we get to address that and love them and hold them while not muting who we are or changing who we are. And you also can, if that's what is needed, like if, if you're in a container, or a certain relationship with someone and they're just, they can't handle it, you get to choose to carry on, to push through those edges, to hold them, to meet them so that they can meet you or not. So it all comes down to your ability to, to choose and navigate, to empathize, to have compassion, not only for yourself, but the other person on the other side. And it's gonna going to be funky and it's going to be shaky for a while but the more consistently that you show up as yourself as this newer version of you then the more those people around you will get to see you and experience you and understand that that's who you are now and a good parallel here is um for example if you switch jobs right someone might know you for i was a hairstylist before i was a coach and people will still ask me so do you do hair still i haven't done hair in years and fucking years but they know me as that mm -hmm. and so that's how they see me and relate to me and so part of sexuality and pushing these edges in a world that doesn't really mm, allow for that so easily is knowing that <clears throat> we're showing people the way 
we're showing people this is how you do it and it's going to be uncomfortable and not everyone's going to understand it at first, but eventually they'll see you now as the coach or the embodied person, the more that you show up as that and you're giving them the opportunity to see you differently. Um, a little story here is, um, so I have been a cannabis advocate in my life and I started smoking at a very young age and in some ways I believe it really saved my life and my friends knew me. I was like the person to go to for those things. I always had it, always rolling up, you know, I was just known for that. And when I started my spiritual journey, I went through a phase of cutting back and not doing it as much. And I remember this moment stands out in my brain where I said no to like a bowl or a, a blunt or something. And my friend's face of just pure terror and shock and judgment and just like, what? You're not going to smoke this weed right now? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they were baffled by this and didn't understand it. And it took a few more times of me saying no and just being comfortable in myself and saying no. I didn't succumb to the pressure. I didn't, you know, allow their reaction to influence me and my choices and my body, right? But that was a choice that I made and one that I felt empowered in. And it takes consistency and confidence to do that. Mm. Thank you for sharing. It really resonates. I feel it. Okay, Serena, for those watching or listening that are like, I need more of her in my life. What are you doing? What are you offering? How can people get closer to you? Mm, thank you so much. Well, the container that you're in, if you're a woman listening, is we have a program for all women at Sex and Love Co. It's called Love Leader, and we meet three times a month intimately, get on calls together, share space. It's a year-long journey. Um, and then I also have one-on-one -on -one private coaching, and I love what I do, and it is amazing. So if you're in a space where you want, you resonate with me, my voice, the way that I deliver things, and you're ready to push some edges and explore kink, explore yourself, it would be an honor to hold that space and to meet you and hold you and guide you. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Spiritual Sex Coach. I'll make sure that the link is in the notes to wherever you are watching or listening to this. Um, and I do want to encourage you to make sure that you go follow Serena. She puts mm. out incredibly thoughtful information and thoughtful stories and her journey that's really unfiltered. And I think it's a, it's a nice experience, you know, like as a human to witness another human fully being themselves. And so if for nothing other than that, go watch what she's doing. Um, I really want to encourage you watching or listening to show up fully in your own life, show up empowered 
whether it's your personal life or your sex life or your business life or your mom and life or your father life, like whatever it is, fully show up um, because we all need more authentic people in the world. And Serena is definitely one of those. Thank, Thank you, Jen. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you. Love you. Love you.